generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Ezekiel, letter 7. I'm going to read quickly from the first verse. Uh, I might skip a couple of verses for time's sake, but you can read all of it later. Ezekiel 37, the Bible says from verse 1, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then God caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And God said to me, Son of man, can these bones leave? Can this situation be transformed? Can this situation be changed? Can these circumstances become the premise and the platform for a testimony? Can these bones leave? Can you look at your neighbor and say to them, Can these bones leave? What bones? The structures in your life that may seem disenfranchised, discombobulated, disconnected, broken in pieces. Can these bones leave? So I answered, Oh Lord, you know. Again, it said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you. I pray for somebody, fresh breath is entering into you. What it means is that you're receiving a new lease of life. Freshness is coming into your life. Wherever you might have had a hangover from the bass booze, the afflictions, the infirmities, the pains of 2020, receive the fresh breath of the Almighty God in the name of Jesus. This is our put, verse 6, our put. I'll cause breath to enter into you and you shall leave, verse 6, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall leave then you shall know that i am the lord verse 7 let's read verse 7 together verse 7 so i prophesied as i was commanded and as i prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone verse 8 read indeed as i looked the sinews and the Flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Verse 9, God said, prophesy again, and wind came. And verse 10 says, an exceedingly mighty army came out of it. And God said, it's about Israel. Glory to the Most High God. If you want to preamble, please, you would do well to listen to the first service. But one of the major points I need to establish here in transiting to today's content, to the second service content, content creator message, is that it is not a hopeless situation. If God is involved in it, if God is involved in it, it is not hopeless. That is a line that somebody needs to hear right now to calm their nerves, to keep you centered, to keep you sane. It is not hopeless. Can you say that with some conviction, confidence? It is not hopeless. Can you shout and raise the volume of your voice? 
it is not hopeless. If anything were to be considered hopeless, it would be the scenario. Because this valley was a valley not of dead people, but a valley of dry bones. It means that the skin was gone. Not only was the skin gone, the flesh was gone. Not only was the flesh gone, the systems were gone. Not only were the systems gone, the muscle mass was gone. The organs were gone. The internals were gone. The muscles were gone. The sinews, they were gone. The ligaments were gone. The heart was no longer pumping blood. The different tributaries, capillaries, tubes, they were entirely gone. Not only were they gone, there was no uh, abode on the, on, the, on the bone. There was no uh, flesh on the bone. There was no strip. There was no after effect. It means that everything that made it human was completely gone. And if God wanted to recruit an army, wouldn't you suggest to God, God, go look for somebody who is somewhere in the backside of nowhere. Go find somebody and put them together. But God says sometimes, for me to show forth my glory, I'm going to go not only to the dead things, but to the dry things. I'm going to go to the person, listen to this, whose prayer life is dead. And by the work of prophecy, I will raise that person as a revivalist that is going to shake their generation. I will go to somebody who had a messed up past and history, who had daddy issues, and I will raise that person to become a decent matron in the body of Christ. I will raise that person with bad relationships and raise that person as a voice of healing in hearts and homes and relationships and marriages. I don't know where your dryness is, but could it be an indicator that if your faith is connected to the teaching and the prophecy of the word this morning, God is going to turn that thing into a platform. It may look like the mere words of a simple preacher, but I speak to everyone who dares to believe that today marks a turning point in your life, in your ministry, in your history, in your destiny. Those dry bones will live again. Your desire for God is coming back to life again. I see a dead tree, but that tree, water is coming on the tree and it's sinking into the roots of that tree. And from being brown and gray, that tree is becoming green. Leaves are coming out of it. Things are popping out of it. I don't know whose life is represented or symbolized by that tree, but you are coming back to life. If it's not, you don't say amen. But if you suggest or suspect that it might be you, I want to shout a thunderous amen. Say dry bones shall live again. Say with more energy from your belly, dry bones shall live again. Romans 15 verse 13, we read in the first verse, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace all joy and peace in believing. He says that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is saying that God is a God of hope. That means if God is there, there is hope. That means if you call on God, there is hope. That means if you pray in the middle of it, there is hope. That means if you were supposed to have prayed before the katakata landed or the yawa gas, oh come on somebody, and you remember in the middle of the trouble, the Bible says he is a very present help even in the times of trouble I came to put somebody on a divine ventilator when you run out of breath your lungs are collapsing by lungs I'm not talking about your physical lungs I'm 
talking about the lungs of respiratory tract of your tract of your mind the brain which you breathe the way you ventilate you don't feel like you're breathing any longer you wake up tired you wake up stressed you wake up unalive type disconnected people pinch you it doesn't matter you're eating popcorn you can't even experience or enjoy it you're watching Netflix but you feel like you're caught in a net oh yes everything is dry and boring but hear the voice of the Lord Yeshua is in the house this morning and is spreading the life into your lungs that instead of being in that limbo where you're stalemated you can't see your way clear into the future you can't go back to where you're going to the hand of the Lord is coming into that scenario and situation and is jolting you back to life I want to please stand up like you have life and help me go to three people not like them with intentionality and say your life is coming up strong your hope has been rekindled hold on to hope Lazarus was dead but before he died he was sick and they sent for Jesus they said your friend whom you loved is asleep but Jesus delayed by two days and by the time he got to Lazarus because of the journey and the time the travel time the word says that Lazarus was already dead and he had been buried four days and Jesus said show me where you buried it Jesus is asking this morning take me to the place where you buried that promise I gave you take me to the place where you dumped abandoned when 2020 that you said was your year gave you upper courts isn't it possible that something gives you upper court, but you found yourself in the lower court? You're like 2021. Me, I'm not dreaming anything, no. Who dream up? And all of a sudden, your subconscious mind is beginning to absorb the tranquility and the lullaby of hell, saying to you, "Don't kill yourself. Just, just, just chill." Which is what the plan of the enemy is. To keep everybody confined. Listen, I can't go into the big picture or the detailing. But even the riots and the crisis in America is part of the game plan. Because one of the major things that the people of the New World Order want to do. Is they want to break allegiance to any authority structure. Any system. Any national family religious structure. So that the government, egalitarian, the oligarchs will become monolithic and so the only voice people will respect will be the voice of policy and technology is going to be a tool that they will use to bring everybody into allegiance not to america because all of a sudden for the first time many americans are saying i'm no longer patriotic and once americans can say i'm not patriotic to america then what will nigerians say because what they do create chaos and then on the chaos and say i'm the person that has the solution so if you want out of this, follow me. Who knows what I'm talking about? You've seen those movies about heists and kidnap where the person that causes the problem comes and says, I'm the person with the solution. So don't get caught up in the small picture. Say to somebody, you will live and thrive. But many of us, we, we stay in the premise of hope and that's all we're thinking about. I hope things get better. I hope this thing is over. I hope everything returns to normal. We'll see. But hope does not change things. You need faith to change things. In Hebrews 11, when we look through the catalog of the testimonies of the heroes of faith, our forefathers of forerunners in the things of the spirit, the Bible does not say by hope. 
women receive their dead back to life. The Bible does not say by hope they brought down walls. It didn't say by hope they took territories. No, hope can keep you alive, but you need faith to fulfill the purpose of the life that you have kept by hope. Because it does not say, look at what it says, it does not say the just will just survive by hope. It says the just shall live by faith. It means that if you're not operating in faith, you're not really living, you're just existing. And faith requires you taking steps in a direction where your logic does not have 100% certainty. That's where life happens. Yes, people might say we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we can say we know the one who holds tomorrow. So this is not some brazen, pardon my language, foolish or idiotic optimism. This is daring to take God at his word. To say, God, as long as you have not said to me, quit, throw in the towel, stop dreaming, stop doing what I will keep doing what God has sent me to do. Paul was in jail, but he was still writing. Jimmy, can I have the power bank real quick? So, how do we move from faith, from hope to faith? Because many believers have hope and they think they have faith. The Bible does not say your hope pleases God. It says your faith pleases God. So, many of us were in the realm of hope. How do I know? You came this morning. You're watching on the live stream. You're on YouTube. Can we celebrate all of our online family who watch from different places and different countries? Online family, we can do that. Just, just let us know that you can hear us clapping and then put an emoji or a hug. This, this one. This one. Plug it in. Right? The reason you came is that you had hope. But you're not going to leave here just with hope. You will live with faith. Because we, the Bible says we understand by faith the walls were framed by the word of God. So God didn't just hope that the world would be. He didn't just hope the world into being. By faith he spoke. That's why in Mark chapter 11 from verse 23 through 24. Jesus said have the faith of God. That's the way God operates. So how do we get the faith? By the word. And in the first service, I gave us two major things about the word. I said, number one, the word is the creative agency. Creative agency of God. That God creates nothing in your life without, first of all, speaking. So when God speaks to you about it, he's painting pictures about it. When it speaks healing to your life, he wants you to have a counter picture to what the doctor said. Because if what the doctor said is all you have, that is all that will grow in your consciousness. And it's what grows in your consciousness that will manifest in the material world for your life. Are you understanding this? Job said this in Job 3.25. He says, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. So Job had a picture of him losing those things before he lost those things. He had a picture of it. He said, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. So can I ask you, what are you dreading? Because that dread is an invitation card to demonic spirits. Oh, come on. That fear is an invitation to the spirits that are empowered by the prince of fear. Can we take one minute to 
demolish and destroy any fear center, any fear hideout in your heart or in your mind or in your psyche. Maybe because of the news, maybe because of your friend who passed on, maybe because of a loved one who went away, maybe because whatever it is that is a subconscious thing, a deep-seated thing that pops up every now and again. Can you take authority by the word? Can you pray right now and proclaim, Lord, I dig it out. I dig it out. I dig it out. And I destroy Rate Shapata, Ropatuspe, Lipateka, Rosiakata, Shabrita Copa, Ropota, Lebuzetata, Rapatasha, Rapata, Roko, Rikateke, Resupata. You have to speak loud. That fear doesn't take things easy. Whilst you're trying to enjoy your meal, it will just pop up. Whilst you're trying to drive your car, it just, why are you now quiet? Take advantage of the corporate anointing. Take advantage of the corporate atmosphere and say, fear has no space in me. Fear has no root in me. The fear of loss, the fear of falling, the fear of failing, the fear of death, the fear of losing your job, the fear of COVID, the fear of a generational disorder that you've spotted in your family. Cancel it! The fear of arthritis, the fear of diabetes, the fear of cancer. Raise your right hand in the name of Jesus. Say after me in the name of Jesus. Stand up everybody, raise your right hand. Say after me in the name of Jesus. I stand as a child of God and I take authority over every seed of fear and every spirit of fear. I banish you now in the name of Jesus. The word says, submit yourselves to the Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I submit myself spirit soul and body to the Lord now devil I resist you get out of my mind get out of my thoughts realm get out of my atmosphere get out of my disposition resist him in one moment resist when you are resisting you push the force you push the force back you have to push it you have to push resisting is active it's not passive speak get out of my thinking get out of my atmosphere get out of my house no stray bullets will hit you no chemical poison will come near you no sudden death no respiratory disease no virus whatever the name may be one of the fears is if it could happen to this person how about you oh yes don't stand in that line move away from that line say lord i believe your word i stand on your word i hide in your word i operate in your word in jesus name we have prayed even if there is any appointment with death concerning your life 
the Bible says Isaiah told Ezekiah by divine inspiration you shall surely die set your house in order but Ezekiah looked at the wall and said God only the living can praise you ah, those who are dead cannot praise you God how will my death benefit you how will my not being alive give you praise Lord wherever there might be appointments where death today like Hezekiah return to your mercy return to your love and kindness return to your supernatural grace and we proclaim that that appointment is terminated in the name of Jesus cancelled in the name of Jesus please be seated God's word is the creative agency number two God's word is the life of God and the food for my spirit what does food do the food that I eat strengthens my body so the same way the word rather food strengthens my body the word nourishes my soul the food contains nutrients it helps me produce antibodies so like food can fight off the right kind of diet can fight off certain diseases certain things that's why they say in this season take a lot of vitamins take a lot of fruits take a lot of supplements take a lot of water keep your body strong so it can fight off whatever might be in the air whatever might be in the air that can weaken your immune system to make you predisposed to the things in the air say so eat the food that's what david was saying say so your word have i hidden where in my heart that i may not sin against you so the word of god is not just medication for crisis times it is food for daily digestion it's not just medication for crisis times because many of us we wait till something is happening then we get stressed with the word but god wants us to live in the word to feed daily on the word so that we are strong enough david said you want to hide in my heart that i may not sin against you so the word can produce a wall of defense against the viruses of contamination and temptation and the lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh and the pride of life see it's difficult for you to set the word of god concerning you continually before you and see yourself watching porn is you have to work hard come on somebody see i hear that i hear that it's difficult for you, we'll talk about confessing the word, for you to be confessing the word and saying, I'm a child of love, I'm filled with love. And when somebody offends you, the first thing is to curse them. It's difficult. Jesus said that sweet water and bitter water cannot come out from the same source. So if bitterness is coming out of you, that means that something has poisoned the flow from within. Number three, which is where I'm going now, God's word is the light of my life. Somebody say with me, God's word. Is the light of my life. Psalm 119 verse 105. It says, the word, your word, is a lamp to my feet. And that word is what? A light to my path. Lamp to my feet. And light to my path two dimensions of illumination the two dimensions of illumination joshua joshua the two dimensions of illumination lamp to my feet and light to my path my feet are my infrastructure for personal locomotion or movement my path is the avenue for my progress or transformation or transportation 
He's saying that by the word of God, I know where to place my legs and how to move. But also by that word, I'm able to see far in the direction that God has taken me to. Many people are not seeing far any longer because the world and the crisis and the unpredictability of the world has made it look like, ah, be careful, don't set too many programs and events because you don't know what will. It's good to see you, man. How you doing? How have you been? Yes, you're looking back. Yes. High five by Bluetooth. It's good to see you. Did you travel? In the spirit. <laughs> but God said, you can have lamp. The lamp guides you in the now. The light guides you for the future. God doesn't want to keep your future as a permanent mystery to you. He wants to reveal it to you in doses and dimensions so that you can be prepared in the now for the future that he has set for you. Is somebody here. If I don't see far into my future, I will not be so motivated to take steps in the now. Part of what gives me motivation in the now is that I'm seeing the future. And because I'm seeing the future, I can inconvenience myself. I pray for everybody who has been living in the lack of vision. Who has been living in uncertainty. Who has been in blindness avenue. Who has been in normalcy lane. Who has been in don't plan too much street. Who has been in be tentative estate. Receive illumination by the word in the name of Jesus. That amen needs illumination. Receive illumination by the word in the name of Jesus. Back then when they traveled, they used to have two things. They would have a touch light. Not the kind of flashlight that you have now with the handle. But they, you know, like the miners, you know miners, coal miners. They will put the lamp upon their feet. Or rather upon their heads, wear it. Right? And then they will have the lamp upon their hands. And they will hold it. Now the lamp will show them what's around their feet. Is there a stumbling block? Are there snakes? Is there a hole? Is there a ditch? Have you ever gone to somebody's house before and once you were entering the house, you stumbled on the door because you didn't understand that there was an elevation at the entrance of the house. But the people who were living in the house, they already know the way you're moving. You take one step higher, right? Or like a door. In some houses, the door, you close them like this. In some, you have to lift. Then there's a way you... Who knows those doors? May the Lord change those doors in your life in the name. <laughs> now only uh -huh, in some houses, Elty says, now it's only one uncle that can open the door. Some of you have, used to have those kind of TV sets. Those kind of TV sets that you have to slap it two times. Pom -pom. And it was one of your siblings that knew the exact pressure. Because if you slap it too hard, it will finally faint. If you slap it too high, it will come on and die. But that person, Funke or Fumi, the light, the thing will start working. But here's the deal. Light helps us see danger. The Bible says that the wise, he sees danger afar off and he avoids it. How will you see danger afar off if you don't have your light afar off? So can I propose to you that some of the things we have entered into, it was not the devil that pushed us. We stepped into it because we didn't have enough light. And we didn't have enough light because we didn't have enough word. Because it says the word, your word, the word of God, speaking to God, is a lamp to my feet. So every time you open the Bible and you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, he's giving you light. 
Sometimes the light shows you bad things about that situation. But sometimes the light shows you the good things you did not know about that situation. So until you see your life in the light of God, you are not seeing right. Somebody say, if you don't see light, you don't see right. Say the louder. If I don't see light, I don't see right. Say louder. Body. Say, if I don't see light, I don't see right. So whenever you're faced with a situation, good or bad, see it in the light of the word. What does God word says about? Before you panic, before you run wild, before you pull out your hair, before you get stressed up, before you have heart palpitations. Do you know people have developed heart conditions over things that they didn't need to worry about just because they didn't have the right information about those things? In the Bible, the word says that when Jacob's, Jacob's sons, they brought back the garment. Watch this. The garment of Joseph, their brother. The coat of many colors. When they brought back that coat because they lied, they took off the coat and then they killed an animal and dipped the coat of Joseph in the blood of animals so that they could lie. They sold him as a slave to Egypt. Then they told their fire lie. Ah, your son is dead. This is the coat and this is the evidence. Do you know what Jacob said? Jacob! rent his clothes and began to mourn over something that did not die isn't it possible that when you don't have sufficient light you will cry over something that is not dead you will cry over a situation where there is still hope you will tear a garment over a situation that is still going to clothe and feed you Partial, partial knowledge can cause permanent problems. So you go into the word and then you also ask the Lord, Father, speak to me concerning today. We look at the miracles of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus knew what to do. How they didn't know what to do. The word says that he arose a great while before dawn to come in with his father. I propose, I declare, it's not a proposal to you. And speak over your life, your days of darkness in your thinking they are over your days of partial knowledge they are over from today you will see clearly in other words put the word on your head like that light on top of your head the word says wear the helmet of salvation in other words in the order of priority salvation must be above your brain think through the benefits of salvation before you think through the logic of your brain oh my god some of y'all didn't get it. Because if you think like a human being, you'll be subjected to human conditions. But when you think like God, you operate in the realm of the divine. Somebody shout, I have light. Some of you said it, but you didn't really shout it. Think about that issue you're trying to walk through in your life. Some of you are like, I'm, I, I want to relocate. But a part of me is saying I shouldn't relocate. Because if I relocate, I might dislocate. Somebody shout, I have light. Some of you are like, should I go to Canada? Or is he's going to be Canada? Shout, I have light. Someone's like, oh, Canada. I'm not even going to Canada. I want to go to Ghana. So I can be eating Ghana and jollof rice. Shout, I have light. Someone's like, God showed me a picture of my ministry and my destiny. It was in Nigeria. But the way Nigeria is right now, I'm not quite sure any longer. Shout with me and I have lights. Somebody's like, should I go to America, California, and go to Silicon Valley? Or should I stay in Nigeria because I might be the next paystack? Somebody shout. Someone don't know what paystack is. They got bought out for 200, is it 200 and 200 million? 
dollars. Those boys are about 34 and 33 or 32 or something like that. So somebody is going to go to America and they're going to be paid $100,000 per year, $200,000 per year. But somebody else is going to stay in Nigeria, struggle on their 5 million salary for the next two years. But in three years, they're going to build an app that will be sold for $500 million. How do you know which one to do, where to go? You cannot see the future with your brain. That's why you need the light of God. Somebody place your hand on your head and say, you have a light. The Bible says concerning Jesus, he shall not judge by the hearing of his ears or the seeing of his natural eyes, but it said the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. He said it's going to be a branch that will spring forth. I pray that you will not be dislocated by relocated. And I pray that you will not over you overstay your time in Nigeria. You are in sync. You are in tune. If God wants you to be here, you will be here. You will thrive here. And please listen. Whether you think you're supposed to be here or not, I am tired of seeing people who are in limbo. You are hoping for US, but you are being useless here. You are hoping for Canada, but you are not canning anything here. You are hoping for Germany, but you are not German here. If the word does not work for you in Nigeria, don't expect it to work for you anywhere else. So even if you know you are still expectant, be useful here, be vulnerable here, be prosperous here, be productive here, contribute here. Stop living your life in on the max, on the max, on the go into your destiny. Who am I speaking to? You've been hoping to get the green card since 2016, 2017, 2018, and the demon is manipulating you, painting pictures in your mind. You are half-hearted to every church half-hearted to every business half-hearted to every relationship because you have one leg here i remove that leg of uncertainty in the name of jesus christ find your place until the lord himself says this time what god has come into your hands is dying because you're hoping for what you don't have proverbs says the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth Media team, I want to look for it. I think it's a Proverbs 17 or something. The eyes of a fool is always thinking, if only I can go to Hong Kong. If only... Meanwhile, there are people who 20, 30 years ago, they built what God wanted them to build in Nigeria. Some of you know some of the fathers in the faith. There are many, many, many countries. Pastor Adeboe and Pastor uh, Bishop Oedekbo will enter into without a visa. Without a visa. Just a call, a landing permission. You cannot move by the flesh. And don't let me tell you something for everything God calls you to do there will be distractions and temptations be very sure be very sure the devil said to Jesus I will give you all those kingdoms if you bow you know my take on the issue I'm not saying don't say greener pastures I'm not saying don't get a second passport I'm not saying don't do citizenship by investment don't do IELTS and all those fancy stuff you do but I'm saying don't postpone your destiny and your life in the hope of something that is currently not in your hands because even if you are going to be promoted over there God will promote you over there based on the faithfulness of what you have here and by the way a true kingdom ambassador does not relocate he's redeployed I'm tired I'm going really you think your life is about your life when your mother's womb did you relocate to your auntie's womb because your auntie's womb was bigger she was eating better. Her zinc, or what's that? Folic acid. She was eating it more. So, no. See, Aunt Shawanda's womb. He's so covalinear. He's so round. He's so succulent. He's so rich. The womb God has placed into you is the womb that has the nutrients to develop 
your identity to survive in where he will birth you into. Are you understanding this? But how will you do it? Look at what it said. It said, wisdom is in the sight of him who has, thank you, 1724, who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the, the ends of the earth. He's saying that whilst you're in Nigeria, if you have understanding of this Nigeria, you will see wisdom. You will see wisdom. I heard the story of a friend. He's not in, in, in Nigeria. Uh, he's in Nigeria. But by being faithful, and what was he doing? He works with a company, healthcare company. You know him. I'll tell you who the person is. Healthcare company in Nigeria. They were building hospitals. Just a very great guy from Unilag and all of that. Devout, excellent, studios. They were building hospitals. John, this company, building hospitals in the hinterlands of Nigeria, in low served areas, low income areas, like deep, deep, deep water areas, and all this. We're building hospitals. And then I think there was a government private partnership kind of thing. There was this Netherlands company that came and sponsored the project and all. As we speak, I am told, I am told that the Netherlands government gave him citizenship because of the diligence in what he was doing. God does not hide your blessing far away from you. He does not. Everything he has told you to do is so connected that they will deliver more than what you can dream of by yourself. Somebody shout, I have light. Number three. And for those of you who are single, stop analyzing it just on personality. Mayor Briggs, disc profile. He's choleric, I am sanguine. We will be a noisy but productive duo. May the choleric part of him not knock the sanguine out of you. And may the sanguine not put sand sand for your Gary. You know, I'm very phlegmatic. Phlegmatic. And he's very ah, sanguine. He will speak for me. He will even speak for you till you have no choice in any discussion. Is it, is it content for content for it? By the way, some of you claim that you're, you want to get married, you want nice husband, nice wife. My wife will be doing live, IG live on relationship talk. You will not be there. Look at that. Some people, yeah, I know some people. That's why I said some people. So those of you are there, great. But some of you are not there, and then you make those mistakes and come and, you know. These things are not far from you. The Lord positions wisdom centers around you. Oh, I've been listening to the word, listen to the word. When was the last time you took a message from kings where the Lord has planted you and you listened to it five times, seven times? When was the last time? Or do you just have a notebook of uh, notes, a book full of notes? Right? Somebody say, I have light. So you can't just nominate or categorize that person based on Mayor Briggs or Tim Lahaye, why you act the way they do. Hmm, I now understand why he acts the way he does. Hmm, great. When you have light, God will begin to show you certain things that they might not even know about themselves. Having light does not mean that you break up the relationship. It could mean that you break it up before it breaks you. Because there are some people, they didn't have light. They enter into relationships and those relationships became the trap. 
that locked them in sin or crisis or pain for years so that even after they came out of the relationship they never healed but if you're one of such this morning this light is healing your heart this light is flooding your soul you will go back to the word every day and find light in the name of Jesus I'm not saying don't do tests disc profile Mayor Biggs, Briggs and all those new ones but I'm saying subject them to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you Ezekiel was in the valley of dry bones the bones were dry very dry to the human mind hopeless God said can those bones live again can I ask you if you were Ezekiel what would you have said no I'm sorry God you're the dog sorry God cannot be the dog you're the boss you're the big man big God he's not a big man you're the everything but from what I know there's, there's bones cannot quite live but Ezekiel was a wise man Ezekiel was a smart man and Ezekiel said you no. In other words, Ezekiel was saying, I choose to see the situation in the light of your wisdom. Because if I see through the light of my wisdom, I will deal with it with my own knowledge. The light in which you see something determines the power with which you address it. That is so powerful. This is the reason you cannot deal with any sinful habit until you see it in the light of God's standards, in the light of God's love, in the light of God's wisdom. As long as you make excuses for it and you're not seeing the light of God, you will not be able to deal with it by the power of God. Because for God to release his power in a certain direction, he sends forth his word as a light to expose that thing the way. See, you cannot receive healing for a sickness that you've become comfortable with. You will not. If you've developed a management coping, I will live and die like this symptom, then there is a block. Are you getting that now? This is not about living in denial because the word says, let the weak say. Shout it louder. God's word is the light of my life. Psalm 27 verse 1. He says, the Lord is my light. The newspapers are not my light. Google is not my light. Instagram is not my light. Facebook is not my light. Those platforms can allow me shed light or shine my light. It can be the platform, the pedestal upon which I illuminate other people or I bask in the light that God is shining through other people. But they are not the primary source of my knowledge, illumination, concept, and instruction. Who is my light? Shouted. Who is my light? Who is your light? The Lord is my light. Can you zoom in, Job? Let me speak to somebody who's online, somebody who's watching on Facebook right now or Instagram right now. Let me announce to you, if you will make the Lord your light, if you will just begin to all of a sudden move away from the worldly philosophies and the things that may excite your mind but don't strengthen your spirit, if you begin to align with this revelation that the Lord is your light, you will see a change in that situation. Not somebody if you're online or on site and tell the person, the Lord is my light light the entrance of your word Psalm 130 119 verse 130 he says the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple the entrance the entrance of your word 
the entrance of your word have you allowed the word to enter your mind enter your heart enter your thinking enter your subconscious mind number four which is number two in the service but number four from the first service. so number one if you want that God's word is the creative agency of God number two God's word is the life of God and the food for my spirit number three God's word is the light of my life number four God's word is health to my flesh God's word is health to my flesh somebody say God's word is health to my flesh because you live in a physical body that was made out of the earth your body many times will experience some kind of weakness if you overwork it if you overstretch it if you stress it if you don't sleep well enough you don't eat well enough your diet is off your body because your body was made out of this earth and is subject to the force of this earth your body can feel the weight feel the strain if you don't take care of it certain things might begin to grow in your body that shouldn't grow because you are in this body but the word the Lord has made a way he has created an avenue for repair even for your body your body was not given to you by the devil your body was not given to you by you how many of you know that if you had to choose your body many of us will choose different bodies oh some of y'all didn't raise your hands oh come on some of y'all need longer legs sorry you don't need longer legs some of you love longer legs as I mentioned your case just say yes you can even wave or stand up some of you sometimes maybe now in the past you wished you had longer legs I've not gone to your head. Some of you, you wish that you had six pack and not one bag. Some of you are like, ah, God, you try, but this shape, if you just chiseled it in, a little. Oh, come on. Just ah, uh, God, I'm not complaining, oh, but it's like, God, this part some of you are not laughing if you're not laughing you're guilty God not that but God the back parts there's a there's an honest person at the back all you people here are looking tranquilized including the men including the men that look at those parts sometimes Some of you feel God, the circumference of my nostrils, they are too massive. My budget for cutting boards have gone high. Because when I try to use cutting board to pick my nose, it does not use to enter. So I have to use three or four at a time. Some of you are like, ah, this ear is like a way moi moi. Moi Moi Leaf, big. With 5G now, I only need to buy satellites because I already have a dish. So many, so many, some of us are smile. Like, why is my smile not like that smile? God, now wow. But see, your body was not made, watch this, for your canal pleasures. 
They were made for his divine purpose. What it therefore means is that when something attacks your body or there is a physical manifestation or a symptom or an illness or a weakness, God has a provision in a supreme agenda to repair that body. Oh God. Did somebody hear that? You have to be excited about it if you believe it. I said no matter what is wrong with your body, God has a pattern. He has a solution for it. Can I show you in the word? Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. Let me show you. 15 verse 26. Real quick. Exodus. Say God's word is health to my flesh. Exodus 15 verse 26. Let's read it together. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. There are many matters there. One matter is the illnesses of the Egyptians. Let's leave that because that's deep and we can discuss many things about it. But let's look at the last line. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I think that many of us, when we have maybe healing encounters or healing declarations or healing services, you feel it's just a nice add-on to the service. I think that many of us feel, oh God is just so he can. God was the one who introduced himself and said, if you will hearken to my voice and i'll tell you as we go along in hearkening to the voice of god listen it's not just about reading the text or reading the letters it starts with that it means encountering the voice of the word encountering jesus as you meditate this is the reason you can quote a bible verse but the power of that verse is not activated because it's not the written word that changes you it's the voice of the word When Jesus came to encounter Abraham, sorry, Adam in the garden, he says the voice of the Lord was walking in the cool of the evening. In Psalms, help me find it, verse 29, I believe it is. He said the voice of the Lord is strong and powerful. It is the activation of the voice of Jesus in the word. The introduction of that word. Are you understand what I'm saying? That's what brings healing. Problem is to hear that voice, there's a process. When that voice speaks, there is no mountain. How may find the scripture? It says the mountain, the voice of the Lord is strong and powerful. The voice of the Lord splits the cedars of Lebanon. There is no thing that can withstand the voice of the Lord. Why? Because all things were made by the spoken word. This is the reason Jesus, when he speaks to us about moving mountains, he said, if you have faith as the mustard seed, what will you do to the mountain? Will you carry a written letter and take it to the mountain? We will carry a written message, Torah, and take it to the mountain. What will you do? Because the promises of the Lord, the purpose of the Lord are voice activated. Psalm 29 verse 4. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Verse 5. Yes, Psalm 29. Verse 5. Give it to me quickly. 
the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon were reputed to be massive and huge and big. And listen, one account claims that some cedars, if they were not afflicted by any kind of insects and disease and all of that, could live for hundreds of years. So when it says the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He's saying that for issues that have lasted for hundreds of years, if the voice of the Lord encounters those things, they will break. Do you know what a splinter is? The tiny little pieces of wood that come when you are splitting wood not the one the massive ones that the wood splits the tiny little things god says if you can get my voice not just a religious reading of the text but you sit with it like i'm going to teach you shortly and you incubate on it and you speak the voice of god the cedar will come crashing down the edge-long issue will come melting the supernatural will invade that space something is going to change stand up on your feet and shout speak lord Shout aloud and speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. The voice. Look at what it says. It says, the voice of the Lord. And then it said, yes, the what? So he equates the voice of the Lord to the Lord. The Bible is not the Lord. Some of us are not even reading the Bible. Some of us read the Bible and don't hear the voice. Your eyes see the letter. Your heart must hear the voice. Until you hear the voice of the Lord. Not much has changed. You have only stored scriptures. You have not encountered the word. Say, God, why? Why do we preach powerful messages? He said, because sometimes people hear powerful messages just once a week. But you can't have daily strength on a weekly message. He said, number two, many people are seeing the text, they can quote it, but they are not hearing my voice. When you hear the voice of God, something changes. When you see something, you will move. You cannot see a true picture in the spirit and nothing changes. Whether it's demonic or real. The reason some people dealt with the spirit of fear before now was that the enemy that spoke, you heard a voice or you saw something. How do I know? Elijah was a prophet of God. Elijah prophesied. There was a national revival. But the Bible says that a messenger from Jezebel spoke to the same Elijah who had prophesied. And immediately, Elijah began to run. Because you cannot receive a real spiritual message and not run with it. Either positively or negatively. So show me what you're running from and I will trace something you heard or saw. Show me something you're running to and I will tell you something you heard or saw. Show me that you've stopped running. It means you've stopped seeing or hearing. Write the vision. Make it plain that he who sees it will run. Every time you see something God is showing you, run. Run. So whatever you're running from or running to is an indication of something you heard or saw. Have you heard the voice of God, Abraham? I know you read the Bible, but do you read it in a hurry? Because sometimes a still small voice and a crowded mind will not hear anything. If you will study the word as diligently as you stalk your ex, you will discover why you have not found your Z. Some of y'all will get it next year because you haven't been studying the word. Are you hearing this? God says, I am the Lord who heals. Somebody say, Jesus is my doctor. 
Say, I'm the Lord who heals. He says, he's the Lord who heals. You are not the one that forced him. He introduced himself as Rapha. So God, be Rapha in my life. How? He said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord. That's the situation. So every time you feel that pain in your body, that symptom in your body, what do you do? You will begin to voice the word, the written word you voice it. As you voice it, things are opening up. Your cells are receiving the messages. By the way, your cells were designed to respond. So they respond to oxygen, they respond to food, they respond to glucose. Are you understand? Your cells respond. That's what they do. Your cells respond. They respond to atmospheres. They respond to things. So train your cells to respond to the word. Are you getting this? Exodus 25, 23. Exodus 23, from verse 25. So shall you serve the Lord your God. So shall you serve the Lord your God. And what will he do? He will bless your bread and water. And what will he do? Remember this line from our declaration. He will... From the mist, may the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I have so much to share, but I'm going to move that to next week. I wanted to show you the process of being built by the word, but I'm going to close now with a practical thing that you should do. Somebody say, God. You will bless my bread and my water. Say, God, you bless my bread and my water. And you take sickness away from the midst of me, from the midst of my family, from the midst of kings, in the name of Jesus. What's the condition? What is the legitimacy? What, what legitimizes your stay your longevity on earth the service of god's agenda for which you were created so god is saying i see you serving i see you yielding i see you singing i am committed to preserving the vehicle that has volunteered to extend my purpose upon the earth so god is not just healing you because he's a good and a kind god he does that because he even heals those that don't believe in him take note of that Many of people that Jesus healed were not born again. But are saying to you, who has a covenant with me, as you are serving me. In other words, the illness in your life, or that you feel in your body, is not an excuse to stop serving God. Oh, come on. It's not an excuse to become self-serving, to retract of course, sometimes you might need to spend some time to gather your, gain, gather your strength, get yourself together, put yourself together. In fact, you should actually do that. By the way, do you know ideally all of us should have one day in a week where we do nothing? Where we're resting. Are you aware? That that's the pattern that God ordained. It's the pattern. A whole God. Are you busier than God? Yet God rested. 
You have to do this. I have to do that. If I don't write this email, the work will not happen. Just sometimes test it. I've said it before. One day, Sunday service, I just won't show up for that one day. Don't worry. I'm not showing up yet. And you will see how beautiful the service is going to run. Amen? So you say to yourself, oh no, if I don't show up, things will fail. Are you really sure about that? As busy as God is, God sets systems and that's what you must do. Set systems in motion where your physical absence does not mean the absence of your wisdom. Because the system has been built and it encases the most important pillars of your wisdom. Somebody say, sickness is far from me. You said that like you need some vitamins. You said that like you're not really sure. Let me show you one more, then we'll practicalize it, and then we'll close. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Shabande Sakabaya. Brugadalia. Subrahos Kabadi. In the Kosset of Rabaduba, Zubalati Skavadash. Proverbs chapter 4. What many of us read, right? What many of us read in Proverbs chapter 4 is what? Verse 18, right? We just jump there. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines brighter, ever brighter. That's where we calm down. Revise. <laughs> Revise back. Have you heard people say revise back? Revise back. One day, I think my wife was in the car. We were at a certain bank, and the security man wanted to direct wanted to direct us and say, hey, sir, you want to park? You want to park? Say, yeah, I want to park. He said, go and park beside that white box. Listen, it is not by that too. Of course, they should train their staff well, they should speak better English. But a man of God was speaking, was exercising, speaking to somebody who was demon possessed. Say in the name of Jesus, I speak to you, this demon. Came out, came out now, came out. The peer said, Sir, it's not came out, sir. It's come out. Say, you know the English, I have the power. Do you think demons speak English? Spirits don't speak English, they speak power. How do you activate power? Voices. 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 That's why Jesus said, my sheep hear my And the voice of a stranger they will not. Our generation is too busy hearing the voice of Nicki Minaj. How will the devil not ravage when you're always saying I'm a savage? You don't have to be Megan to be mega. You don't have to be stallion to be a horse upon which God is riding. Some of y'all didn't gather right now. You don't have to be Rick to be to have the Rick in the spirit to wreck the weeds and the fields of your spirit, man, and say, I'm not going to sing those things. You cannot be hearing, I'm a savage, I'm a savage, sassy, nasty, that ah, what are you hearing? You've got to hear you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the head and not the tail. You are healed, you are 
lifted you are strengthened there is COVID around but greater is he that is in within you than he that is in the world you are different oh, because you have made the Lord God your help when long life will he satisfy you and show you his salvation that is what you must do that is what you must declare he cannot be saying and the savage you are not a savage you are a battle axe in the hands of God you are going to pull down the strongholds in your mind in your psyche in your thinking in your feelings in your emotions you will hear the voice of God I pray for anybody here whose spiritual ears have been padded with cotton wool the cotton wool of canality and compromise we pull and pluck out the wool and we release the life of God in the name of Jesus I feel like preaching a little bit. Lord, like somebody and tell that person, Jesus is my doctor. Jesus is my doctor and angels are my nurses. Jesus is my doctor and Jesus is my doctor and angels are my nurses. Jesus is my doctor and angels. Some of y'all are not singing that. Jesus is my... See, this is like the foolishness of the word of God. I'm telling you. The prophet, I love that groove. The prophet told him. Neman, he, he didn't even come to see him. He sent his son. Sorry, he's an intern. He's spiritual son. So go and tell Naaman that should go to one pool, River Jordan, and let him dip seven times. Say, eh? is that all? Me, I think the man of God will come and will wave his hand over the thing and dramatize and do some razzmatazz, and I will be clean. See, as we're singing, Jesus is my doctor and angels are my nurse. Do you know what's going to happen? Some growths are going to melt. This has nothing to do with logic. It has everything to do with faith and revelation. And I say this with certainty in my spirit. No doubt. Jesus is my doctor and angels are my nurses. Jesus is my doctor and Jesus is my doctor and angels are my nurses. Angels are my nurses. Angels are my nurses. Jesus is my Angels are my Jesus is my doctor and angels are my nurses. Jesus is my doctor and angels are my nurses. Jesus is my doctor. Jesus is my nurses. Jesus is my Jesus. Listen, some of you, if they say you should drink 20 bitter pills, you will drink it all. If they say you should go for this surgery, you do it. But now God is carrying out surgery. It may look foolish. Angels are my 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 Angels 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 Jesus is my doctor and Angels are my nurses Jesus is my doctor and Angels are my nurses Jesus is my doctor Angels are my nurses Angels are my nurses Jesus is my doctor let me show you so we can close if you know that is true shut yeah.
Listen. The word is the word. The W-O-R-D is the W-A-R-D. That's the word you are admitted into. Problem is many of us have ailments or illnesses and we think touching the signpost to the hospital will administer the medicine. No. What, what do they do if someone is ill? They admit the person. That means that for that season, that person's new home is where? The hospital. So when there's an issue in your life, find a home in the prophetic word of God. Put yourself on drip. Let it be dripping, dripping, dripping. I will show you some things now. Let it be dripping. When your hand is on drip, is it not fixed? In the last two or so weeks, my wife and I, we've listened to more messages than the past few months. Because I said in the first service, the tanker that supplies fuel and diesel also has its own tank. And no matter how full the tanker is, if your fuel tank is empty, the fuel you're supposed to deliver for other people's fire to burn, you will never arrive there. I will arrive. LT, you will arrive. You will arrive. Some of you are like, I'm carrying fuel. How come I'm not moving? You are fuel in the tanker, but not in your tank. Put some fuel in your tank. Put some fuel in your tank. Put some fuel in your tank. Shut the door. Lock the room. Go into the closet. And by the way, you are the person who knows how far you want to go. So when you, some people will buy 20 liters and they're okay because their journey is not far. Some people will eat just one message, they're okay. But for some of us and what God is showing us, 20 liters won't do, 30 liters won't do, 50 liters won't do, 70 liters won't do. We need a big tanker. Then we add a whole trailer and a whole train of supply. And by the way, when you're in those kind of moments, don't listen to too many voices. Don't. Listen to your pastor. You know why you should listen to your pastor? Your destiny stream is connected to your past. So I don't listen to too many voices. But there are a few voices and there are some voices that are seasonal in your life. And the way you will know is that they do not speak against what God is raising in your local assembly. Once there's a clash, that tension in the spirit breaks the flow of what I'm about to teach you. Because everything in your life must align with it. Everything. It must be facing one direction. I'm not talking about the boy band. Even though you're not Harry, you've got the styles. Some of y'all will get it next year. So this is what you do. The person, that, the, the ill person, makes it the home. And there's a routine. So drink this water by 9 a.m. Oh, the nurse will come and give you your food or whatever. I don't know. Canteen, hospital, canteen. They'll give you, but I don't know what they do there. They'll give you like fruits, right? Huh? Ogi. Anything the doctor says you should do, do you argue? So why do you argue with Jesus? If Jesus is your doctor and... Some of you will be like, how do I know angels are nurses? When that messenger from Jezebel came and spoke to Elijah, many people believe that it was not a physical messenger, that it was a, a demonic spirit, astral projection.
that painted pictures against Elijah. It couldn't have been a physical person. It must have been a demonic entity that embodied it and did a virtual projection of Jezebel's sermon of death. Right? When he was tired, when he ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and he was tired and he slept off, who came to wake him up? Who fed him? Angels are my. Angels are my. Angels are my. Angels are my. Are they not ministry spirits unto them who are the heirs of salvation? Let me show you something real quick. Let me jump. Proverbs chapter 4. Remain in this fervor. You can see, but this atmosphere, this fervor as we, as we wind it down. Proverbs 4. We'll pick it up from here next week. Verse 13. Proverbs 4, verse 13. What does it say now? You can start from 11 or anywhere, but I'm just trying to pick. What does it say you should do? Take firm hold. Ah, do you know why? Because instructions are slippery. Instructions are slippery. So you can be holding it one day. Can I ask you, how many of you ever had your phone, your mobile phone obtained? It was like the rapture. You just, it was like a minute later, you felt lighter. Someone had relieved you. Sometimes even, <laughs> it won't happen to you this year. This year, no losses. The only thing you will lose are bad habits, demonic fears, satanic infrastructure. You increase in virtue, in capacity, in strength, in grace and glory in the name of Jesus. He said, take firm instruction. Do not let go. Why? Why? Your money is not your life. In the beginning was your money. No. That job is not your life. If only you knew that you actually really currently have the capacity to earn 10 times what they are paying you on the job. But you see, you will not know until you hear the voice. It will be like audio. Light. But when you hear the voice, it also paints pictures. God will move you from written to audio visuals. And they will move you to immersive. That when you are in the word... And you can see your life through the filter of the word. And that way your immunity is not just internal, it's external. The atmosphere of your life is so saturated with the word that when fear comes, it's drowned by the word. Not if, when. It will still try. But look at this. We jump from there and we go to verse 18 and we say, the path of the just is like the shining light. Shining brighter, brighter, the perfect day, which is true. But when you go to verse 20, this is where our assignment for this week begins. Verse 20. He said, my son gave attention to my words. So he gives us a four-step process to manifesting the medicinal value of the word. He says, number one, you must give attention. And I've talked this before, but let me reiterate it. There is a difference between giving time and paying attention. The fact that you've given time to it does not mean you're paying attention. Have you ever read a chapter of the Bible where you couldn't remember what you read? Have you ever looked at your phone or your wristwatch? Then a minute later, somebody said, what's the time? And you have to check again. Because there's the difference between allocating time and paying attention. Time is a function of time. 
attention is a function of your presence of mind so the first thing to extract the medicinal value putting a pill in your mouth and rolling it over does not solve the problem that pill must be swallowed are you getting this point you put air by eating air by an okra put it in your mouth you spit it out rice put it in your mouth it was jollof rice you sucked all the palm oil out of it, it became white rice spat it out You put coconuts in your mouth. You lick the kernel, the shell. You spat it out. Number one, don't just give time. This is your assignment for this week. Pay attention to the word. Number two, incline your ear. 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 There's something I do with my wife a lot. My wife would be like, ah. My wife is watching something or reading something. And looks very, it looks very interesting. It sounds interesting to me. I'll just lean over to her and lean over and watch watches, or sometimes I even collect the food. It's very interesting. She'll be like, ah, must you know and see everything? God wants you to have apropos tendencies to the word. So sometimes when she listens to the message, I'll be like, what are you listening to? Have apropos tendency. Because Mike Murdoch said, Pursuit is the proof of desire. Yeah. On Instagram, people are scrolling, then you stop. What makes you stop the scroll on Instagram is an indication of the appetite that you have trained. When you're, you're swimming through Instagram and you stop on any picture, that picture is responding to an appetite in you. God is saying, incline your ear. Somebody be excited about hearing what's up. In fact, if you have not read your Bible today, call somebody. Say, Enoch, please tell me what you read in the Bible. We need to make that a regular practice. Tell me what's exciting. What's God teaching you? Yeah. It will help you. And when you get married, it will help your marriage. It will do it. Yeah. Oh, LT of life, woman of God. What's God saying to you today? Thank God my wife reads and studies the Bible. But how many of you know that also keep her reading and studying the Bible? Are you aware? For how shall it be that my husband has asked me three days back to back? What does the Lord say? And I have nothing to say. Or I have to lie on the Lord and say something he said 2000. <laughs> By the way, my wife and I are currently on a Bible devotional plan together. And she's ahead of me on that plan. And that plan forces us to read at least four chapters of the Bible a day. Forces. When I say Jesus is my doctor, and, and, but the panadol which Jesus gives you, you know they leak. The fact that you have the doctor's number does not mean you are responding to his treatment. This doctor metaphor, I will walk it. Because everybody wants emotional healing, mental healing, frontal healing, backside healing. Now everybody is doing puncturing, puncturing to. People are looking like balloons, like mobile balloons now. Like, hey, look like Christmas turkey. What's up? I, I need to close. <laughs> so number two is what? Pay attention. Sorry, incline your ear. Respond. Like you're responding in the, in the service now. Respond. The word is coming. Don't say you're preaching a good message. What do you mean a good message? This is a message for your life. Do you have one more week to waste? Who? Is life Nintendo, Super Mario, Xbox? 
Even if your ex is in a box, your life is not an Xbox device. Number three, he said, do not let them depart from your eyes. So what do we do with that one? Your status update should not always be about the Yaelero that betrayed you and sold you a carabons instead of donuts. Put the word on your status update. I don't want people to think I'm too spiritual. You don't want people to know who you are? You want to live a lie for applause that won't matter? Put it there on your status. Put it on your story. Put it in front of your eyes. Write post-it notes. Paste it. This is Jesus is my doctor angel. Write it there. Go and look for scripture at the back. It. Put it there. He says, do this, this is the protocol of the medicinal value of the word. It's not just about claiming it's in a miracle service. Some miracles happen that way. And we thank God for that. And we've experienced that in this house. Amen. But there are some issues, let me tell you, some issues have to go through this pattern. Why? Because I've said it before, whenever there's adversity or opposition in your life, God is trying to do more than take that thing away. He's trying to help you become something through it. So God is trying to help some certain people install certain habits and disciplines as a result of that illness or challenge. God can teach you through the Holy Spirit. But for many people, sometimes your flesh is too canal. So the Lord will allow, not necessarily instill, allow certain things so you can cultivate certain consistencies in your life. He says, do not let them. Why does it say hold firm, hold fast, don't let? It means if you are not intentional, these things will sleep. Classic example. Powerful message on soul winning three Sundays ago. First week, everybody was burning. Beginning of second week, most people were burning. If I ask about last week, because things of the spirit sleep except you are awake and alert in the spirit and number four he says keep them in the midst of your heart let them be the centrifugal force I'll, I'll take it up from next week but what does it say in verse 22 what, what does it say in verse 22 then it says that these words these instructions put it on your wallpaper put it on your table desktop or whatever it is he says why he says that they are read it there for they are life to those who what do you mean find is it not in front of my eyes what do you mean find is it not have i not inclined my ear that means that the when you start saying that word you don't see all there is to that word by just seeing it initially there is something in that word that you need to find. And when you find that thing, that thing becomes life to you. It becomes life to you. And it says that it is what? In the original text, it says that word is medicine. That's what the original text says. To all their flesh. Skin, tissue, organ, system, it is health but that's the process so what's the assignment this week find an area of your life where there's a challenge it could be finances it could be, it could be your clarity it could be health it could be relationships one area of your life look for five bible verses write them out you can type them but I also want you to write them out 
write them out memorize one or two of them but every day two to three times a day two to three times a day 6 a.m. 12 noon 6 p.m. 12 midnight 12 noon 9 a.m. 9 p.m. meditate speak accept receive it declare it over your heart declare it over your life for healing scriptures I'm gonna get somebody on the team one of the leaders to post some on the general group maybe we'll just look like four or five areas finances healing four to five scriptures and let's experiment say this medicine let me drink it are you understanding this if this Jesus is my doctor and he has said this is my prescription because many of us didn't know before we just thought the only administration of Jesus's healing is miracle service great anointing and that's powerful and we're gonna have more of that and it gets healed but Jesus said this is also an administration he says this thing they are life he said that they are life he does not say they will become life. do you know why I know they are life I wish I had time to explain to you John chapter 1 what became flesh what became flesh which, which what flesh did he become? Human flesh. Do you understand? That what, what became flesh was the word. So it, when you're thinking like this, you are not foolish, you're not mad. You're engaging the intelligence of God. He's saying that incarnation happened. That the person called the word became flesh. Protoplasm was, plasm was manifested through the word. I want to see that in your life. I want to see that in my life. I want to see that in the lives of those who are connected to me. I want to see bones grow out. Are you understanding this? I want to see lumps come out of people's bodies. These things don't happen by merely wishing. There is a focus and a consistency required because that power and that energy must be real to you. It's not something you are wishing or hoping for. It's something that you have gone through this fortress in the midst of your heart. And as surely as your bones generate marrow, your life will produce this healing virtue. Not a, how did Peter move and his shadow was healing people? How were aprons from the body of Saul carried to different places and people were healed? They understood. John said these things which we have seen which we have heard, which we have handled the word of life. Listen, there's a call to comfort and strengthen you, but it's also a call to responsibility. There's a call to say, you've been admiring the medicine box, but you've not been taking the pills. Some people, you've been taking the pills, but not twice or three times a day. Can we do this? Are we going to do this this week? Let's stand in agreement. Let's stand in agreement. Raise our hands to heaven. This is also how you deal with challenges at home. Next week, we'll continue being built on the word. I wanted to move to prayer. We'll continue built up in the word so I don't rush. I had seven other points I wanted to share. Tune in and focus for the next one minute. And what you're doing, Father, I release myself to your hospital word. I release myself to your I will be on that drip until I can move around. I'll stay on the diet. I'll stay on those vitamins, those supplements. I'll stay on those 
spiritual antibiotics, spiritual injections. Some of us need spiritual surgery where the lumps of doubt, deep-seated clusters of unbelief. Can you pray in 30 more seconds? We don't have a long time. Open your mouth loud and strong. And if you want to pray in tongues, it's all also okay. Shotatika teketagas. Brotokoside vadakush. Zabotata chatabata. The fact that you can spell the doctor's name does not mean you are subjected to his treatment. Calling the name of Jesus is great, but knowing the person of Jesus as healer, as provider, as a leader, as a light, as illumination, as defender, that's even better. Father, let there be a rain of the word refreshing us in this house, renewing our minds. We love your word, charging us up changing us firing us up thank you father in jesus name we have prayed if you have received something today can you put your hands together and bless the lord generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.